Hello and welcome to the All Night Gamers Podcast, episode 29. It's the Switch's first, fourth birthday. Fourth birthday. I keep saying fourth birthday. Happy birthday. fourth birthday to the Nintendo Switch. Yay. We'll be talking about that uh, in a little bit um, and a bunch of other stuff. Thank you so much for joining us uh, for this week on the show. Um, so yeah, fourth birthday to the Nintendo Switch. Mario Day is um, happening right now. We'll be talking about that. Monster Hunter news, um, more stuff on the meat-themed DLC for Shovel Knight like we talked about before, and uh, of course we're getting new Switch rumors now. Now that the Pokemon games are out, we had to get extra Switch rumors to make sure that the level stays consistent. So hi, hello, I hope you're doing well. Thank you for joining us. We're going to get right into this now. It is the fourth birthday of the Nintendo Switch. It does not feel that long ago. And oh, yeah. it feels weird Dude, to reminisce we too hard about it because, yeah, for real, it feels weird to reminisce like super hard about it because it's just a electronic device. Um, but nonetheless, it's four years. That's that's nuts. I mean, just think um, how like forty year olds feel thinking about the the NES this way. Yeah, true. No. True. Um. You know, now that I think about it, these switch these switch pro rumors are finally lining up to where they'd make sense. Because Nintendo like console life cycles are usually pretty short, so four years, like that's starting to get that's on the back that's on the back nine. Well this one But they wanted to I feel like it's it, gonna so be closer to the Wii. Well the Wii was six years. Ah. It felt longer. I know, right? Um, but like, the there PlayStation is... Two is fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Although, console. I think the Switch could reach that. Oh, um, what if? <clears throat> hot take. What if that's the reason why the um the Pokemon Legends Arceus had such a low frame rate? Because they're actually developing it for the Switch Pro, but they only have Switch footage so far, which causes the Chingling to be in five FPS. Ooh, big brain. Big brain. What if theory. they're doing it like Breath of the Wild? <laughs> Man, we should call Man. up Map Pat and tell him about these theories. <laughs> these are spicy theories. Um but yeah, yeah so brain. four years of Nintendo Switch, so many good games. Um we'll be talking about our top three Switch games at the end of the show, um, to celebrate it. And I also know that we're a week late on the uh birthday. I'm sorry, we had too many things to talk about last week. Yeah. <laughs> so so many things. Um but yeah, so we'll talk about our top three Switch games at the end of the show uh, to celebrate that. It's also Mario Day if you're listening uh, to this episode the day it comes out. March 10th is um, officially Mario Day. So uh, we have redone our tier lists um, for Mario and uh, we even used some complicated math this time to figure out their proper positioning on the tier list. So we'll go through our uh, our new rankings. Um, yes, Thank you, Grant, for figuring out the math for that. Yeah, that, uh, um, I'm not gonna. Ex- very big brain. I'm not gonna explain the algorithm here because this is a video game podcast and not a math podcast. Um, but it works pretty. It worked pretty well, and our new tier list is just so much better. Uh, Mario 64 is not an S tier. Woohoo! Um, yeah, I landed a solid bottom of C tier. <laughs> um, <laughs> Get wrecked. What stayed the same? Mario Galaxy 2 being uh, 
Mario Galaxy 2 won top spot. It beat out Mario Galaxy 1. So, uh, but, but barely. So both Galaxy games, Mario Odyssey and Super Mario World made S tier. Um, Mario Sunshine got booted out of S tier. It's an A tier now. Boo. It's low A tier. Yeah, it's low A tier. I haven't played 3D World or Bowser's Fury, but I'm fuming. Um... (laughs) So, yeah, 64 and Sunshine got booted out of S-tier, but the other four games stayed in S-tier. The order just changed. Um, Mario 3, still top of A-tier. I'm still a little salty about that. That should be... That's, that's an S-tier game. Um, Mario Run made a solid F-tier. Um, it literally got the same position on everyone's chart, which was F, and the only game to make F. Um... No Mario game made D tier, so the next step up from Mario Run is Mario sixty four, um, which I'm sure makes a lot of people mad. We put we put it's literally be so controversial. We literally put everything besides Super Mario Run above Mario sixty four, like <laughs> Mario Mario two, like the American Mario two, Super Mario Land on Game Boy, Super Princess Peach. <laughs> Above Mario 64. Hey, don't just Super Princess Peach. <laughs> it's playable. Uh, <laughs> Unlike Mario 64. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. We're, get... we're probably making so many people mad right now. <laughs> we're making so many enemies. Hi, thank you for listening to our podcast. Hi, yes, thank you. I like enemies. <laughs> Mario 64 is bad. Embrace the truth. I wouldn't um, say bad, just not good anymore. <laughs> That's fair. Poorly. Yeah, aged so bad. It is. You've got some pretty good levels still, but a lot of it's the slide one. I would love a remake, like a pure Give rebuild me from the, you know, with a controller. People have been wanting that since like 2013. They've wanted it for. To be fair, I think everyone's wanted every uh, HD. Yeah, if you say, hey, do you want? Uh, Zelda 1 HD remake people will probably be like yeah so I don't well yeah everybody wants that but like people like there's been so many fan makes of Mario 64 HD oh that's true true like, more than anything else is what I'm saying like um, and the only reason it started in 2013 is because that was the first time that Nintendo had a console with HDMI on it um, so that was when it would be considered an HD remake but yeah, I don't know why they haven't done that. You'd think uh, I, I was get why they didn't do it this time. I was but... kind of hoping it would be on 3D All Stars because they made like the other two games look better, but they kept. I feel like hey, it's hey, the Mario graphical box to do a um, the GameCube or uh, Wii, but. Even the GameCube, like if you compare Sunshine to Wind Waker, Wind Waker knocks it out of the park. Yeah, comparatively. But it was also sold by itself and as a HD remake. You have to work harder when you've got only one game to carry. Um, Yeah. Also, cell shading hides imperfections really well, so Wind Waker is going to naturally look better on the same scale. Just like unless you put a lot of extra work into the game that isn't cell shaded, because that's just the nature of the graphic style. And that's why every game should be cell shaded. <laughs> hmm. That's Please a bad argument. That's a I'm bad joking. Argument. 
<laughs> I thought it'd be funny. I no, that's st- terrible. I do still think that Nintendo really needs to like realize more how much money they're just leaving on the table by not just <clears throat> having a constant rotation of remasters of I their more treasured that... games. Fair, but they don't want to remaster games. They want to make new ones. They want to make seven new anime tactical RPGs. Yeah, there's no reason for them to do that. They could make so much more well, money. Well, it's, it's different teams. Like, Team the A team and Mario should work team. faster. Yeah, th- yeah they don't, perfect. because they want to make the game they want to make. Like, I know Team 8 makes Animal Crossing in the Splatoon games. They Is don't there have a reason time. that uh, Bowser's Fury uses uh, the 3D World's engine instead of using the Superior Odyssey engine? Yes, because 3D <laughs> World is better. No, um, there's probably there's probably no reason besides probably the because they wanted they the physics. It. They wanted the physics to feel the same as 3D World. Oh, that's true. Um, With the cat suit, because like they took their 3D's world engine and put it by itself in um, uh, Mario Maker 2. Like, the other four are really easy to just build it from that level and then 3D world's off on its own. Yeah, like, not like they're drastically different, but, you know, like, whenever you move between Mario games, the first little bit of you playing that new game takes you a bit of time to readjust slightly to the new physics because everything's different, like, uh, Mario 3 and Mario World are my best example like going from one yeah. to the other like the physics are just slightly different and the same thing applies mm-hmm. there so you want to keep it the same with 3D World so that way I mean, people that are hopping back and forth between the games don't get like oh why does this feel so different yeah well, also- even on, on 3D All-Stars swapping back and forth between replaying Sunshine and replaying Galaxy was such a constant jolt that I eventually had to just like settle on one game because I didn't want to deal with it so why in um, the original All Stars pack, they built everything in Three's engine, right? But the problem with that is it kind of broke the earlier games. Yeah, because yep. it was a different physics engine and it wasn't designed for it. Something interesting beatable, to note but... with Three D All Stars, I was also alternating back between Sunshine and Galaxy a lot at one point just for completion's sake. And I found that as long as I used the GameCube controller when I went back to Sunshine, I didn't have to do the adjustments because it was like muscle memory. Like holding a GameCube controller just made me play a certain way. That's so fair, as long but... as I didn't use the Pro controller, I wouldn't have to adjust. Ab- but if I tried both, then yeah. Do you play after they fix the camera, though? Yes, it makes everything just so much better because now I can go back to my normal muscle memory. And don't have to think about it. And get very frustrated. We made Sunshine. Cool. We didn't include the original camera at launch. Bad. Bad. Why? <laughs> very bad. Um, so, yeah. our the only, That's the really only big change in our tier list. Mario 64, big demotion. Uh, Mario Sunshine, small demotion. Hold on. What was the last big one on the last one? Like, number one? Uh, Mario 64 went from S tier to bottom C tier. Um, and now Sunshine is ahead of 64, obviously, because Sunshine is still in A tier. 
Uh, but in our original list, 64 was ahead of Sunshine, which was a big mistake. Oh, I found... True. I did find what I was looking for. Okay, on the last one, Galaxy 1 was first, and on this one, Galaxy 2 is first. Yeah, Galaxy 2 beat it out. Um, with a nearly perfect score on the algorithm. Nearly perfect, like... Incredibly they're like, close. In, yeah, they're both also really close as well. Like, both of them have near perfect... Yeah. Not even a question. I mean, which I expected. Um, They're Galaxy 1 and 2. I do like a lot more that um, this new one we did is based on math and not just based on what we feel like where it should go based on what we said. Yeah, no, the like math the worked one. a lot better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The math makes more sense, too. Yeah. Because we, we basically had to argue what we thought after, like, Instead of just putting numbers to them all, yeah. Um, so like if, you go ahead. Like, with the last one, I do think we actually did argue some of them, and that's why placements are uh, were shifted. I think we... I honestly do think we gave 64 the edge because it was the first 3D Mario game, and then we all played it for 3D All-Stars and realized how poorly it aged yeah. no we were all like it's 64 you can't put it lower you can't put it lower we no, were wrong we were wrong i put it below mario run you put it near the top because it's the first 3d mario yeah that's probably the hottest because take. it's the first 3d mario <laughs> nailed it man i can't yeah i can't believe you put it below mario run cameron that's that's low literally and metaphorically <laughs> <laughs> it was deserving. No, it wasn't. Stone cold, like... dude. Stone cold. <laughs> Cameron, just because you're bad at games doesn't mean you. <laughs> oh. Got him. Wow. You got him, Cooper. <laughs> yeah, that's there's that's some leftover anger from uh, us doing these tier lists last night. We also did one for Pokemon that we're not going to get into right now because it's not Pokemon's turn. Um, and there's also a lot more cringe involved in those Pokemon tier lists. Um, <laughs> But yeah, there's still just a little bit of salt left over. (laughs) And I mean, I'm sure that the Zelda one we're going to remake using the math at some point, and the consoles or whichever one. It's only a matter of time. It's so good. Yeah, like it works. Um. So yeah, uh, you should totally comment on the YouTube video and tell us what your favorite Mario game is for Mario Day. Um, Tell us why you're unfollowing because we rank 64 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Please come tell us. Please don't love to hear from my you. channel. Ouch. Um, We'd love to hear you come say on the YouTube comments, man, y'all are cringe for ranking my <laughs> Like I need to be told that anymore. Mar- if you do that, we'll like the we'll like your comment. If uh We'll also uh, talk a little bit more about uh, some Mario games during our Collector's Corner. You're going to love the alliteration we got this time. Uh, but we got one more thing to <laughs> talk about. It is our best um, one yet. So Guaranteed. the Monster Hunter Directs uh, that were announced a couple weeks ago were going on. first one was today as of this recording. Um, and they will be done before um, this podcast goes live. Um, but basically the gist is Monster Hunter Rise is a Monster Hunter game. 
on the Nintendo Monster Switch. Hunter Stories 2 that is, is a Monster Hunter, Hunter game, game on Nintendo Switch. Um, and PC. And, yeah, and PC. There's new Amiibo for Monster Hunter Stories 2. They're um, also exclusive to GameStop and EB Games and They whatever. are very boring. Amiibo. IMO, anyway. Um, but they are coming, and uh, another Monster Hunter Rise demo is coming back with uh, Magnamolo uh, this time, so that's exciting. Um, I will for sure try it, although I can guarantee, based on what we talked about a couple weeks ago, or possibly last week, um, that it's still just a Monster Hunter game. It is a Monster Hunter game. Yeah, that's really all we have to say about that. It's monster hunter it's monster hunter guys uh i I do think i kind of like the ina uh amiibo i don't know man they're just like it's i like i like the set with rise because they're like especially the palico that's like monster hunter characters but like monster i don't know maybe it's just monster hunter stories i'm really not into um so that probably also has something to do with it that's fair yeah but those amiibo are coming and exclusive to GameStop, which I'm sure you wanted to hear as an amiibo collector, because getting with GameStop is so much fun. I mean, it's it's better than exclusive to another country. Facts. Which there have been. No, it's more like Europe and Japan looking at us, because we got Silver Mario. Japan has like eight that are exclusive. Those are trophies. I'm oh, not talking about the trophies. We're talking about the cards. <laughs> and and with one fell swoop, I have sparked a uh, harsh conversation between the two amiibo collectors. <laughs> not being an amiibo collector myself, Alex. Speed six on. Monster Hunter Wait. amiibo, QB, six Konami cards. CP is ladies and gentlemen. This man is pulling this from his head. He is not looking at a statistical sheet. This man pulled it from his head. Yeah, we need a. Uh, this man has that knowledge on tap. We need a reaction image that's just the the math meme around his head, but it's all amiibo. <laughs> it's all yes, amiibo. I agree. <laughs> I will It'd be so hard that. to make though, <laughs> but I will pose for that. I could try it. Can we need to do a amiibo list speed run based on memory? Just like recording yourself oh. listing every amiibo from memory. God. I'd have to do it live, because I uh, tried to do that with a Pokemon once, and I was like, wait, this makes no sense. How am I supposed to prove that I'm doing this off the top of my head? If y'all would like to see that, let us know. Did you know I just that I can say it. all 50 states' names in the quarter of a second? Don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried. Go ahead. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it impressive? There you go. <laughs> Stolen directly from Family Guy, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, uh, moving on to <laughs> the Hero's Corner for the week. Alliteration ready. It's Mario Mario, period. Because that's, that's, that's Mario's, Mario's canonical name is Mario Mario. According to the movie. Um, uh, well, not just according to the movie at this point, right? It's It started with the movie, though. Mario's full name is Mario Mario, and it's Mario Day, so it's Mario Mario Corner. Mario. 
So this is the uh, weekly segment where we go around and talk about uh, the games that we've been playing this week and any pickups we have, if any, and uh, other collector stuff like that. Um, and we're also going to talk about the uh, Mario game that each of us has played or the moment when playing a game or something like that where there, when you first realized how good Mario is, like how good the Mario series is, how monumental it is, and um, things of that nature. So um, I'll go first this week. I've played a lot of Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War Zombies. <laughs> Wait a second. Um, what? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Um, it's a really good zombies mode. Uh, they finally stopped doing that cringe stuff from Black Ops 3. Um, so it's worth a shot. Um, I've played... I broke out my NES for some reason because I felt like it and played some Tecmo Bowl and Mario Bros. 2. I know that's random. Um, played Minecraft for like 30 minutes a day. Yeah, I saw that. Um, nice. And I think that's about it. I feel like a maybe a little more God of War on uh, PlayStation. Um, I also discovered that my Xenoblade chronicles 2 pro controller that i got at a gamestop used for like 30 dollars the reason that someone returned it used is because they spilled something onto it um so that's what, that's what i spent some of my free time today doing uh i the left trigger started sticking so i had to take it apart and i found like like dried soda like you know when soda dries and it just becomes like a thick goo like yeah yeah um basically was that it seemed like they cleaned a lot of it up before they returned it to make it look like it was fine but my left my left joystick it also stuck every now and then for like weird reasons and that was why there was still a little bit left on the inside of that so i had to clean that out disgusting to be fair a little Um, bit of cleaning for 30 dollars rare controller yeah yeah yeah, I mean, even trade, like, I'm I'm fine with that, but that's, I, I had to realize that today, like, oh, that's gross. And I've owned this that's controller gross. for, like, three years now, so Very that's gross. been sitting there for three years without me knowing. Um, they just sort of tossed that. Yeah. Huh. Um, so, yeah, I dealt with that. Um, so, I think I picked, so for my game, I think is definitely Mario Galaxy. I've talked about this before. But Mario has no has no business having soundtracks that are like emotionally moving. It's it's always supposed to be like happy, upbeat jazz kind of stuff, or like theatrical, like to play along. But like Mario Galaxy's music is so good. Like the orchestral soundtrack is, is some of the phenomenal. most beautiful music that I've heard. And when I um both when starting the game and when ending the game, when that huge, um, like overture just like blasts out and shows like the vastness and like the overall scope of the game, the emotions that it fills you with, like the wonder is so good. I have not experienced that with another, um, Mario game since it came close with jump up superstar and Mario odyssey, that, uh, new donk city segment, that's a that's also a super good musical segment um but But good for a different reason yeah um 
Mario Galaxy was also like the first Mario game when I finally got like an I had like an itch to go back. Like usually Mario games I just play because like that was one of the only games I had with systems growing up. But by the time that I played Mario Galaxy, that was like the first time I like wanted to like go back and keep playing it, even though I Which had other things to play. You have Luigi's Galaxy. Yeah. Um and it's just it's just so that's when I was like, wow, this series is nuts. Um, so that's definitely my entry is Mario Galaxy. Um, Cameron, you go ahead. So this week, uh, I've actually played more games than I would have thought, just because you know, it, it's still trying to fully adjust to work, because okay, working. <laughs> um, I played some Persona 3, some Persona 5 Strikers, Animal Crossing, obviously. I played some Smash uh, with y'all. Uh, so this past week that Mithra, yeah, Mithra Empire released. We didn't even mention that. Um, but yeah, they, they played them, tried them out. Very fun. Uh, oh yeah, duh. I totally just didn't even think about it, that. Yeah, it didn't register because we played them. I mean, they're fine. Uh, Anime Sword Fighters, just another one, but but they're not bad for sure. Let's see what else I've been playing. Uh, 3D World on the Switch, and I did the Tetris 99 event. Guess, and that's a lot of games for working 40 hours a week and having to drive over an hour every day. Uh, so let's see. When I realized the Mario series was mon- so monumental, uh, see, I want to mention something about Odyssey, but I already knew it was that it was good by that <laughs> point. That's why I put, yeah, I a hundred percent of that in the first week it was out. Like, uh. I guess when Alex and I got our Mario DSs, um, we... Did those come with new... uh, Those came with new Super DS, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, We got to play the multiplayer together, and arguably it's still some of the most fun I've had, like, with the multiplayer Mario, just because it's properly designed to face off. It's not... You know, we where you're having to throw people off and losing the level, like you oh. actually get to fight. Please be a jerk. All yeah. of them are be a jerk. Um, yeah, New Super DS is definitely a acceptable submission. I think that was crazy good when it came out, especially the multiplayer. I t- I totally agree with that. Um, well, okay. Uh, Mayo. Uh, so I'm going to change it up a little bit this week because I'm, I'm sure that you guys and the listeners are getting sick of me saying I don't play games that much on a video game podcast, or at least not <laughs> games of the video game variety. So I'm going to go over the non-video game stuff that I've been doing, like usual, and then I'm going to 
basically say, I'm going to play this game at some point between now and next week's episode recording. And then next week, I can talk about it. And maybe that'll get me to, like, actually play video games some. So, as far as my non-video game gaming, I'm currently uh, sort of refreshing two of my Magic the Gathering Commander decks. They've needed a bit of an overhaul over the past, like, half year of sets, and they've kind of stagnated in how good they are. So, I bought some more cards, and I'm going to redo the the math to have the ratio between the the lands that make the mana and the stuff that uses the mana get that right um i've been painting some more hammer i'm almost done with a unit that i've been sitting on for a while and then once that's done i'm going to uh be priming my blood bowl team and varnishing uh the 40k unit and the characters from mansions of madness that i finished painting last week as far as video games, before I set the uh, goal of playing one, uh, bad news, uh, the Skyrim binge is no longer because something is messed up with my root files, and it would take me like a day's worth of troubleshooting to see which mod messed it up, so it's just quicker for me to give up on it unless <laughs> I find a day's worth of free time. So, 07... <laughs> To uh, Lurks in Shallows. That was my Argonian. What great and... advice, dude. Freaking, I have up. this problem, and it would take <laughs> more time to fix than it would take time to just not fix it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, a personal viewers, just remember give up. Yeah, give up takes yeah. zero time. Doing anything besides that takes more than zero time. So. Just lay in bed until you die. <laughs> if, that if got you love depressing fast. <laughs> if you love something, you gotta let it go. And this Skyrim save must go, unfortunately. So I'm gonna keep the stuff installed on the off chance that I find a, a day worth of free time where I can do all the troubleshooting. And maybe that'll come along soon. Maybe it won't. Well, uh, it is quite unfortunate. Well, it's a gigantic Skyrim F in the sticky. chat. Yeah, yeah, a gigantic F in the chat. It's a shame we're not on spring break like we're supposed to be. Then you could do it now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be nice, huh? That's true. Um, And then as as far as... Let's see. I'm, I'm staring at all of the icons for the games that I have on my system. I'm thinking... Because there's a few story-driven games that I should probably wrap up or get further into. I'm going to try to play some of The Witcher 3, some of Hades... Or uh, some of, I don't know, Subnautica, I guess. So those are the three for this week. We'll be checking back next week to see if I was able to. And if I was, what kind of time I had on them. And if you and if you don't, we feed you to the lions? Yes, yes. Got it. Order some Acceptable. lions. Acceptable. Or um, some lions. Hey, Bezos, we have me to some do lions, play though. one game for like a minute, and we won't feed him to lions. <laughs> Watch me not even do that. Sad. It won't. Order death the lions. Is, death is very tempting. So <laughs> I can see um, just maybe, maybe. What if I just don't? And then, as far as as far as realizing how much of a uh, 
a big boy the Mario franchise is. I was trying to think of a more verbose word, but I couldn't, and now I'm stuttering. Um, I would have to say it's, it's either Galaxy or... And it's with with respect to Galaxy, it's it's probably a combination of the soundtrack, realizing how big of a deal it was when like, you know, the the reveal happened for it and the in store demos started coming out in Walmart and people were swarming around them and going like Mario's in space, Mario's in space and it was a big deal. Um But if if I had to go with something besides that, I think it would be a realization when I was going through my sister's old NES games and she was showing me them and at that point I had been playing the port of Mario 3 onto the Game Boy Advance and I had been playing I want to say at that point New Super Mario Bros on the uh, the DS but then she had this this monster of a cartridge that made a very audible kachunk when you put it into the the console and it was completely flat like four colors on the screen and then realizing like oh yeah my sister was born in the early 80s oh my gosh this has been a thing since the the early 80s 80s. (laughs) wow uh that's long uh so i think the realization of like okay this it has to be special if it has lasted that long. Now, there's things that have lasted that long that are not special in gaming and otherwise. But realizing, like, you know, the, the formula has stayed the same. It's just gotten more and more large on the, the, the front as far as scaling, where it's like, okay, yeah, this is really monumental for a platformer in the 80s, but then, you know, I go to the Walmart and people are like, Mario's in space! That connection from the 80s up until present day, I think that sort of cemented it in my mind as the the bastion of the industry that it continues to be. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, I remember um, I also grew up playing the GBA port of Mario 3, and then the first time I saw it running on an NES... I was like, wow, this game used to look terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the the blue bar on the side of it on the auto scroller yeah. levels. I was like, oh. It's on every level. The way that it's they uh designed the levels to be at the same size of the screen so you can see it loading. Also, the NES has such such few voices on its voice thing that it <laughs> can't do like multiple instruments and play like coin sounds and I don't pick out sounds. You could make the bass line, like, stop, basically. Yeah, it would either, like, one of the two treble voices would cut out or the bass voice would cut out because it has to stop and do, like, a chicken count when you get a point or whatever. Like, wow, this used to be bad. (laughs) But but it was still good. It was just as good then as as it is to us or was to us in the, the late aughts, you know? Yeah, I mean, I didn't like. It only looked bad. Like it still played the same. So right. Um, yeah, I totally get that. Uh, Cooper. All right. So I um I um what? Okay. So I've been playing you know Fire Emblem Heroes like the usual, uh, Dragon Quest Two, Smash Bros. Oh um, Tetris Ninety Nine, the uh, Bowser's Fury event, and. I've recently been 
I recently have started uh, The World Ends With You, and I like Alice was like, you should try it out. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll try it out. And it's actually a really good game, and I've really enjoyed it. Oh, crap, I forgot that I started that, too. World Ends With You. Mm-hmm. I have, I have not played that, but I've heard a lot of things about it. It's just one of those it, games like I haven't touched, but I know it's like nuts. It's really good. I've enjoyed it. Sick. Um, and then the the um, Mario. <laughs> um, so mine would have to be a uh, new Super Mario Bros. Wii, not because of like any like crazy graphics or anything, but mostly because of the memories that I really got a lot from it. I played with my brothers and sister, and, you know, I was able to, you know, enjoy it and everything, and I always have to play as, you know, Yellow Toad, and, like, it honestly, like, it and Mario 3D World bring back some really good memories, just because, like, throwing, like, joking around with each other and throwing around, throwing each other around and, like, kill, getting each other killed, it, it's what made it really fun. Yeah, I uh, there's a lot of merit. Like, not because anything in the game specifically, but just because the your experience with the Mario game is it tops your list of experiences with the video games. Oh yeah, that's that's some good evidence. I think I like that. All right, Alex, finish us off. Okay, so this past week I had a lot of time, but it will be a much freer week than compared to the next two weeks. Um, but I only realistically played this last week was well, I did the Smash thing with y'all and played Mithra and Pyra and had a really good time playing them. Um, and I played and beat ReZero starting life in another world, the prophecy of the throne. That's a long is, title. It is because the first half of it is the anime title and the Throne of the Prophecy specifically the game, the game title. I had, I had uh, started uh, recording that for the channel. I think it takes up like the whole text box. Wow. <laughs> I generally thought though, because I'd looked into it, it was like, yeah, it will be around, you know, 15 hours. And I was like, cool i can beat that i'll have i'll be able to use my free time for other things no it took me close to 23 to beat it dang and it's a visual novel so i'm not really sure where that eight hour discrepancy comes in um probably if you know what you're doing and are just like not taking time on anything you're just running through it i think usually when it comes to like time to beat on things like especially looking it up, I usually add five to ten hours to it um, if it's my first playthrough, just because. That's a good idea, but it's a visual novel. Yeah, that's still a little stumpy. I don't know what's up with that. Um, but I had a pretty good time, and it had some good twists. But it made sense since it's written by like or produced. I don't remember, but the guy who wrote the original series was heavily involved. Oh, cool. With this uh, game. Uh, as for the first Mario thing, I think it, being a kid, you know, I pl I'd played 
64 at our uncle's and i uh, we owned a 64 and and eh, played mario kart on it it was realistically the gamecube though when i realized it where there's like it's sunshine and uh double dash on it but you also had strikers and golf and tennis and party um and yeah and <laughs> tons of party games and you would go but like you would i would go over to friends houses um and they would have different games for mario hmm. and i think that's what like compared to what we had at home and i think that's what dawned in my head that it was mario's this huge thing I came close, I remember, with Mario World really back in the day. The only reason I didn't select that like when I was young is because I didn't really make the connection like, oh, this series is cool. I just thought World was cool because once I discovered what Star Road was, I just was like, I can't even think of the word, like, um, stunned, I guess. And it's not that special. Like, it's just a secret area with really hard levels at the end of the game like that's so that's kind of like a staple but when i was a kid like i just thought that was really cool i really like the music in it too world's also cool because it has like secrets everywhere yeah um i loved playing the secret level behind the ghost house with the power-ups in it just like 50 times in a row because it was like such a dopamine rush of constantly getting power-ups even though i wasn't using them at all i just keep going back in and collecting them over and over again look it gives you a happy sound effect when you get power-ups it was like drugs before a kid just like infinite mario power-ups i'll take that favorite level. there's a room like that in my favorite kirby game and i i completely understand what you mean <laughs> just here's all of the stuff that you usually have to hunt down on a level just Take your pick, kid. Take all of them. What's your favorite <laughs> yeah. Kirby level? Or Kirby game? Not level. Uh, having not played too many of the, the 2D platformers, it is Kirby Squeak Squad. Okay, I know what you're talking about then. Yeah, it's a the, DS game, right? Yeah, the mice are kind of doofy like villains, but, you know, it runs super well. I think the levels are very well designed. Um, also, in that secret level in Mario World, if you were riding Yoshi already, it gave you one ups, which was like even like even better. Just those give me all those better one-ups. sound effects. Yeah, <laughs> more sound effects. Um, well, okay, that wraps up Mario Mario for the week. Uh, we hope you Marioed your Mario and play Mario on your Mario. Mario. <laughs> Mario. 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 It's like Mario. the Tur- it's like the TurboTax oh. commercial, Mario. but with Mario instead of free. Um, okay, so now on to the tidbits for the week. Uh, Cooper, f- you have uh, Faye Seg. All right, yep. Um, so we got some weekly rivals and focus banners, and a huge positive with the seasonal refunds is that, you know, starting with Halloween Noe, is that we'll be able to see other seasonals more commonly, which is going to be really cool to see, like, um, you know, like Christmas seasonals, but in, like, June. That will be pretty cool. Either. <laughs> um, uh, we got the Caesar Folden banner with Ingrid, Marianne, the Dew, and Four Star Demo uh, Linhart. So you know, I got all of them. So I, I, them too. 
uh, imagine spinning, or it couldn't be me. Uh, and then Duolin won a Hero Rises 2021 voting gauntlet, and she'll be given out for free to everybody starting March 11th. All you gotta I do is all you gotta do is log in, and yeah, that's it. Okay, then. Uh, well, moving on with the rest of the tidbits. Um, the PlayStation Store will uh, stop selling uh, rentals for movie and TV shows and uh, things of that nature. Um, I saw several polls around that were like like 12% of the people that responded to the poll used that service. Like, used the PlayStation Store to rent movies or TV series. Um, One thing that would have helped it is if you could connect it, like with the ones you bought, to Movies Anywhere, so that you could access it on the other things like Vudu and iTunes and stuff like that, that have joined that service. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. I'm I I am kind of enjoying that video game consoles are now stepping back a little bit from being streaming boxes. Uh, Oh no, I absolutely agree. I'd rather them be consoles like. Nintendo. Yeah. Um, we'll really just not end up like the original idea of the Xbox One. That's what I was going to bring up. That was like, peak yeah, people are like media box plus game console. Like PS4 moving was towards a little media bit like box. that. But Xbox One was trying to be like that. Like that was their goal. So. That's how they initially marketed it. They did it. It has, yeah. Um, people are like, we're still moving towards that media box. And I'm like, I don't think so. Maybe Microsoft is. But Nintendo's like, against it, and Sony's. Nintendo kind of has like back. two streaming services on the Switch. Well, they've got they've got the Funimation, YouTube, and they've got the comic Hulu. book thing. I think the well, the like it's um, they also have YouTube and Hulu, but they I like it's fine to have like basic stuff like YouTube, Netflix, Hulu, like because there's like a one-off chance you're gonna use it, you're like gonna need it. And that's fine, um, but like making it a big thing is uncomfortable. Like I think the Switch should have Netflix um, because there's no point for it that's not to. Um, actually, on Netflix to do though. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not blaming Nintendo or anything. I'm just saying like the Switch should have Netflix because it. It just like it's got everything else like the like the basic trifecta of streaming services. Um, it is weird that Netflix has not done jump yet yeah like it's maybe they don't want to support it though but why, why not? not because like i think they haven't stopped it on anything except the wii yet like they, they were... stopped it on the th- wasn't it on the 3ds or is that just youtube uh, netflix was have they stopped it on the 3ds i don't okay. know if they had then youtube has it also stopped on the wii u all right like netflix tries to push this idea of they will keep continuing the service on everything they release it on. Obviously that's not true, but they like to keep the illusion. So putting it on the Switch would mean they'd have to keep up that illusion for a while. Especially with how it's selling like Wii numbers. Well, like... y'all, y'all are just unaware of the unlimited streaming hack. I mean, yeah, you can just turn your Switch into an Android. Well, no, no, not not that, not that. This this is a wholly separate thing that Mary and I figured out about Google Play of all things. Um, 
So so basically, there's this app that you can get on the Play Store where Google will like survey you and like Google's already gathered like terabytes of data on every living thing on earth probably so i don't mind it oh the google play rewards yeah and it'll be like did you go to this place that was geographically near a place where we saw you were and you can be like yes or you can be like no and it's just a random amount of like 11 to like 60 or 70 cents that they give you and it expires after like a year or so so at this point over a dollar at one point I've gotten $30 in it right now. So if I want to rent something on Google Play and it's not on any of the streaming services, okay, big deal. Google pay for Google. Google Google pay for Google. Google. No, you pay Google with your data instead of money. Yeah, but I'd rather get money for it than not, which is already happening. Yeah, I tried that thing, though, and I would never get, like, any... It's because you have oh, to go Lord. places. You have to, you have to do things. Now. Like, you have to exist <laughs> as a person. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I know it's hard. It's really hard. Going outside sucks. Um, existing as a person or dying, or just existing as an empty husk. Yeah. Which just existing as God, a we person. are depressing. We are a depressing <laughs> podcast. Hey, hey, look, we we aren't completely depressed all the time. You got a job. <laughs> To be fair, I'm trying to tell you. Should, you should have not. a job by the time this podcast is out. Let's only hope. I'm trying to tell depressing jokes, not really mean of mine. Yeah, I know. Like we're not actually like sulking in our own mental filth here, but well, still. sometimes <laughs> I don't know. It, it depends on the moment. <laughs> it depends on the day and how the much only work mental filth on here I'm is our video game. All behind, but not during the podcast though. Yeah, um, podcast is happy time. Anyway, um, speaking of uh, PSN, Ratchet and Clank, uh, like the PS4 game, is currently free on PSN as of this recording. It should be free uh, when this episode goes live, so you should definitely go snag that. It's a good game, um, at least from what I hear. You know, it's not bad for sure. Definitely worth the free price. Um, <laughs> you cannot so be go free. snag that before it um, stops being free. Um. Especially if you're looking into getting the uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart or whatever that title is um, that's coming up, it'll be a good. You can play that before the new game, so you get the story, quote unquote. If that's and it's important. by Insomniac, and they're good. Yeah. Um, Mediatonic, the creators of Fall Guys, have officially joined Epic Games. Um. They so... they posted a. Uh... Was it? I might have seen Devolver's stuff. Like, you know, obviously they're happy for him, but I, I gotta agree with you. I don't know how that's going to affect them. Um, like, does Devolver not? Well, wait. Was I, Devolver how... just a publisher, or were they actually like? No way. Or... I think they're. A, I think they're a dev. No, um, Devolver is both, right? Yeah, but like, like I, I mean. Media is Mediatonic really that much of a piece of their operations? Like right now, maybe. Yeah, for the, the game, but like Devolver well, yeah, like was five... just publishing it, I believe. But it's weird. I think they just published it. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, has Devolver published a lot of Mediatonic games? Like, does Mediatonic not? Be no, I think. Oh, I don't know. I think it was just 
Fall Guys. So it probably doesn't affect them that much. It sucks that Devolver doesn't... Well, Devolver still has some stuff to do with Fall Guys because they're still the publisher, even though Mediatonic is not as part of Epic Games now. That doesn't change the fact that they're still the publisher, so I don't really think it affects them that much. Um, Devolver's also pretty it. strong, a pretty strong dev, so... Yeah. It, look, you don't just have your own E3 show for... Oh, yeah, similar. like you can tell they're strong because they have a bu- they have a super high budget for E3. <laughs> they allocate a large budget just for E3. And yet only I still rank their first one as their best one. Yeah, their one uh, this past year was definitely better than their second one. Um but yeah, the first one was tops. That one was super vulgar and hilarious. Um but it was actually still pretty funny. Like, the last two haven't been all that funny, and I'm like, I know y'all can be funny, <laughs> I know you so can where's the funny? Guy poking the world. You forgot the be funny. funny! Oh, good. Um, So, I know everyone listening was really anticipating the update on the meat-themed DLC in Shovel Knight. <laughs> the codes have all been revealed now. Um, I'm not going to list the codes here because they're a little complicated but i'm sure you can just do a quick google search to find them if you really want to see um there's a code that gives you burger beetles and drink propeller rats um there's a code that replaced the word shovel and the word night with burger which i thought it was replaced with meat um but it might be um burger 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 yeah so burger burger and shield burger because because the the uh, screenshot oh. we saw when we were talking about it it said meat meat and shield meat which is why we called it meat themed dlc but which it still technically is burgers are meat um probably shield night replaced with burger in dreams so like at, at the campfires at the end of levels um there's a code for food taunts rb food taunts there's a code for a burger fairy there's a code for the helps the health items being rb items um, there's a code to give King Knight an Arby's hat and there's a code that does all of those things at once so why wouldn't you just input that last one um, I will give that last one it's, it's, one. R, it's capital Arby's with an ampersand between the A and the R um, all the other codes are similar to that with different stuff at the end but you can uh, do a quick Google search if you want to do those but there's no point in doing just one you might as well do all of it um, with that code there, so true. Meat themed DLC, yeah, that'll charge a lot as meat. You could play as a burger night. Um, Atlas has posted a survey asking what games people want and where, including stuff like a new Persona Rhythm game, Persona Five Arena, and Persona Six. What do they mean by where? Like in Wait. what region? Oh, they were like. Switch and PS5 and PS4. Oh, like platform. Okay, platform. Yeah. Got it. I put PS4, PS5, and Switch. Yeah. I think PC should always be an option. PC is the great accumulator of video game platforms. Um, Super Nintendo World in Japan has got a new launch date of March 18th. The official opening day now, unless something else changes if they go into another lockdown or whatever. Um, Which is exactly what happened in February. 
Yeah, so barring another issue, they're opening on March 18th. Maybe that's why Sakurai didn't mention uh, anything major, because he didn't know if uh, things would still be progressing as they should be. Well, I mean, you could probably bet they'd be progressing, because Japan Similarly. is one of those countries that actually listens to science. Um, anyway, no <laughs> politics. Uh, Resident Evil Village will be heavily censored in Japan. Um, apparently, there's a um, one of the regulation companies over there prevents CRO, which is their ESRB. Yeah, they prevent uh, extreme gore in terms of like uh, dismemberment and decapitation and things like that, which apparently is in Resident Evil Village. So that will be censored. Um, it's great. I thought it was that they forbade nine foot tall women. Well, they also did. <laughs> A little bit. Oh. There's, there's like, so what, what Alex was telling, what, what Alex was telling <laughs> me before the show is in Last of Us Part Two in Japan, they ban, they uh, censored the sex scene, they removed the sex scene from the game, mm. um, and Dimitrescu is like a walking sex scene, so <laughs> um, she'll be in the game, but she'll there's be gotta in the be game, something but there's about probably her. something mega horny that she does that's gonna be taken out. Um, yeah. So basically, if you're and a YouTuber, it must be you should record that scene and somehow avoid getting uh, banned from YouTube for it because you'll get lots of views as everyone that can't view it on their own system comes to your video. To be horny. To be horny. Yes. But you can't post it on Pornhub anymore. Um, so. But we got we oh, didn't yeah. really get a lot of detail on if Dimitrescu stuff will be banned or not. Um, but it was mentioned that like stuff about like there are certain scenes that they mentioned that will be banned, but they didn't say which scenes or describe them because they didn't want to spoil anything. So, but they did say stuff like there's decapitation and body dismemberment of a humanoid figure, which is not allowed by them. So that will be censored and or removed. Um, so this game is about to be freaky and I'm excited. So knowing those criteria, in in Japan, is the opening of Skyrim just, like, they just don't show the guy getting beheaded? That's a great question. I'm going to check something. Because well, there's, there's two important uh, decapitations in Skyrim. The question is, does Japan care as much about Skyrim? I mean that's that's true. I don't think I'd be able to find the info, but I feel like it'd be really well known if um so in seven Ethan loses his hand, which happens at the very beginning of the game. Yeah. I don't and... think the scene was censored in Japan though. I feel like it would have been it would have blown up when Resident Evil Seven was the big thing. So it must be worse than that. Huh. Well, yeah, like, by dismemberment, I don't... Like, like he loses his hand. And his leg if you get caught by Jack. During that first segment. Yeah, but if you... By dismemberment, it's probably gonna show, like, people, like, actively taking apart an entire body and, like, doing disgusting things with the parts or, like doing sorcery weird stuff summoning satan something 
That's like true. with the blood of the sky's leg or whatever. Um, so who knows? And it's probably like they're probably like going to take the eyes out or do something gross with the tongue. Or like you know, they're they're gross. Like the the part of the scare is how gross it is. So it'll certainly and it certainly has to be very disgusting. Well. I know I'm the only one who's played it, but three already had some pretty disgusting scenes that make me want to vomit. <laughs> I've yet to play. I need to play the remake of that. Yeah. Um, it's mainly just the spider stuff, but I'm like, ugh. Yeah, it's it's, um, it's nasty for sure. Um. Anyway, I wouldn't be. Or you go. I said I was gonna say I wouldn't be surprised if it was magic stuff since she like a vampire and we know wolves are in the game since all the promotional images show Chris half his face is a wolf and half of it's Chris great now we have nine foot tall women and furries in Resident Evil great what an interesting game this is gonna be <laughs> yeah I'm kind of excited now this like censoring thing kind of makes me want to play it more that's interesting how that works um, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remastered, I hope you wrote that down, has been rated by the ESRB as M, so it's coming soon. Um, yeah, very soon. Apex, so uh, Apex on Switch drops before this podcast goes live. And it has been revealed how it runs, and it's bad. <laughs> Apex Legends runs docked. 720p handheld 576p 30 fps both both handheld and docked which honestly i wasn't expecting much better i was expecting 720p in both docked and handheld but i guess that's my fault because they obviously wouldn't do that but like was it 576 p 576 p is standard definition in Europe. Like SD, not HD, but like back in the day when you buy a TV that says SD, standard definition. That's what standard <laughs> definition is in Europe is 576. So this is about to look bad. <laughs> this is about to look bad. Is, and I'm going to be playing man. it on a 1440p screen. So stretching 72030 to a 27-inch 1440 screen, this is about to look terrible. What do you mean nervous. you're going to be playing it on your Switch? Aren't you going to play it on PC? <laughs> I'm going to download it on Switch because I have to see. Can I play How Apex on the toilet? See the horror. Can I play it on the toilet? That's the goal here. I mean, you could play your PC one on the toilet if you tried hard enough. Just yeah, but mirrors, I'm not trying to dude. put an effort into this. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to be like, oh, I have to poop. Give me 20 minutes to set up my computer rig in the bathroom. Like, let me go plug in my monitor and like run a 50 foot HDMI cord over there. Like, no, I'm just trying to like, I'm trying to be an immediate thing here. I don't have time for that. Remember when that was a meme? Ain't nobody got time for that? No? Okay, silence. I do, Jeez. I do remember it. I wasn't sure what you, you were just don't want to. to. Mm, yeah, I've, 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 I catch myself doing, <laughs> I catch myself doing that a lot. I say a thing and I'm like, oh yeah, that used to be a meme. Like 10 years ago. <laughs> God, we're old. Yeah, no kidding. 
I still feel weird when I say what are those for something completely unrelated to weird shoes. <laughs> and and now honestly that I'm that I'm thinking about it in this mind frame, I'm worried that I'm gonna see Among Us dudes like fifteen years from now. I saw a meme that was like sixty seven year old me remembering that fat cartoon bunny from twenty eighteen. <laughs> 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 and it was the laughing scene from uh, Breaking Bad where he like is just on the floor like cackling really loud laughing so good um, so on to our finishing topics uh, we're going to talk about the Switch rumors real quick and then move on to our top 3 Switch games for the anniversary so um, of course there's new Switch rumors there's always Switch Pro rumors it's st- a staple pretty much um, online, but new sources have come out saying that the Nintendo Switch Pro will use a seven-inch OLED screen made by Samsung. Um, this is from Bloomberg. Um, that and they saw that um, Nintendo was kind of already looking into this OLED tech with Samsung, similar to how they were looking into mini LED tech. Um, with other companies um, so it'll be bigger than the current normal switches screen by almost an inch so the current normal screen size normal normal screen size for the regular switch is 6.2 inches so 7 inch um, is 0.8 inches bigger um, and so it's not drastically bigger but that's basically if the switch didn't have bezels which is a big issue like a lot of people just didn't really want really a bigger screen they just wanted no bezels so if you replace the bezels with screen that's kind of what you're getting um so it would be that and it would be oled so it'd be more power efficient um the contrast would be better um they say that um Samsung is believed to be starting mass production of these panels in June uh, and will start shipping to assembler ma- assemblers around July. Um, and there's also uh, the same thing for 4K HDR. Um, but they don't talk about it the same way as the other rumors have. With like DLSS and NVIDIA upscaling in the dock. Um, the screen, mind you, on the Switch is still reported to be 720p. It'll just be... So it's most likely going to be upscaled to 4K through the dock. Through 1080p. Um, Which is fine. I mean, yeah, that's fine. Um, I just... I don't know. I want to know where Bloomberg is hearing this stuff. <laughs> but like, how do they find out that Samsung's making these screens? Yeah, they... and how do we know that they're going to the Switch? It's a very specific time schedule too. Like, where where are you getting that? Yeah, like, do you have an insider? I mean, I I'd much more believe that you're going to have an insider at Samsung over Nintendo because Samsung probably doesn't have as strict of NDA stuff. Um, Especially it's probably like also a lot easier it. to leak news from Samsung. Um, but it's rumored to launch in time for the holidays of this year, which 
that's hard to believe because we've heard that before. Right. We've um, been hearing that basically since launch. Yeah, since 2018. Which we which those rumors were right, just also wrong. Like new switches came out, but they weren't Switch Pros. They were just better battery life switches. And that's just because they needed to deal with the uh, hackability of the version 1 Switch. Yeah. Um, well, also, I think it was cost-saving to move to the newer version of the chip that was more power-efficient because they chose an older version and moving to the newer one would have been cheaper to produce or something like that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's rumored to launch in the autumn fall time giving it so like basically ready for black friday um they don't know what it will be called they're they're going with the nintendo switch pro but they talk about what it would what its name would be and they say it's like unlikely to be something like the nintendo switch 2 or whatever nintendo switch xl new nintendo switch It'll be I would Switch. I would believe new Nintendo Switch. No, no. That sounds most likely. Nintendo Switch U. Oh, <laughs> Please do. But look, if they're gonna go with the U, they have to call it the Switch Ultra, because otherwise, it's not gonna end well. The they Nintendo all... Switch Volution. They still haven't used the Ultra name back when they were going to call the Nintendo 64 the Nintendo Ultra 64, so they've still got that word in their back pocket. Well, they did um, call the Wii U Wii Ultra in Japan. Why was it shortened to Wii U here? Exactly. For, Are you jealous? for, for, for USA. Hmm. You, oh, Wii, Wii USA. USA. Wii United mm. States. I get it now. Makes so much sense. <laughs> we are the United States voice. Um, marketing is hard. So, the direct quote from Bloomberg on this is that the OLED panel will consume less battery, offer higher contrast, and faster response time on a Pixel, which, duh. OLED compared to LED is better. That's just known. The release of a more premium version of the Nintendo Switch's console with an OLED display and support for 4K graphics for the holiday 2021 selling season could drive the company's sales above consensus for the fiscal year ending March 22 and extending the life cycle of the Switch platform for many more years. Um, And... The only reason I don't believe this is because we've been hearing these rumors so much. I want to believe it, and it makes sense. The timeline's now lining up. If Nintendo's cycle is usually maxes out at six years, there has not been a longer platform that they've supported for more than six years. Um, now would be the time to do a Switch Pro if they're trying to extend the life cycle past six years. If they want True. to do like eight or ten years they have to do 4k like now 4k is the standard so they have to support it in somewhat if they want to extend this life cycle but i don't know i mean bloomberg you've done me wrong before look i have not trusted rumors no matter how credible the source since Eurogamer said that we were going to have gamecube virtual console at launch <laughs> bad taste in your mouth 
Yeah. Um, let's see. Other experts agreed with their rumored launch date of September or October. <sighs> so if they're making the products in June and they're going to start shipping in July, then even so September launch should be possible. Um, giving the time lag from panel shipment to device production and then device production to retail, it could be September or October. The only problem I have with that, besides not really believing that we're getting one soon, um, it's the it's the reason that graphic cards and the PS5 and the Xbox Series X can't produce as many consoles as thing or produce as much as they should because that uh what was that my mind's blanking there's shortages yeah there's but there's a big shortage of that one thing that's supposed to be in the switch deluxe (laughs) that is causing the shorts on those as well but i can't remember what it's called um my mind's fried right now I thought there was a shortage on like basic semiconductor, like the materials, like like silicon. Silicon's it. Um, and the, you're right. The switch would need it for everything it does, along with everything every other piece of electronic equipment ever made does, because <laughs> it's all made with silicon. So yeah, and there's a huge shortage, which is what's causing the biggest issue. Yeah. Um, and scalping is not helping that at all. Nope. Um, I, I don't know. Like, Nintendo was ballsy enough last time to drop a console in March. <laughs> True. So, and then, who knows? And, like, usually they they want to start physical year off with something big. So it would make more sense to me for them to drop it March next year at the start of their new fiscal year. Depending on how many units they have, yeah. Because unless you have something major, it's not going to matter. Like now, also remember what, what was the switch lights? Uh, AGI Onuma said that uh, they're going to have more switch. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2 Emperor later this year, and that is rumored to be an exclusive game. That's the other part of the rumor: it's that the Switch Pro will have exclusive games. And Breath of the Wild 2 no, might see, be the leading game for that. See, that sounds even less believable. I could believe they'd run better, but like there was, what, maybe 10 total new 3DS exclusives, and some of those were like the uh, SNES games? Like, it's It's hard to believe they'd go, hey, look at all these fancy uh special edition consoles that we know you're gonna buy and then go they can't play these new games yeah i don't know like they've got such a large install base making exclusive games at this point like they should just make enhanced games like like ps4 pro enhanced xbox one xbox one x enhanced games like there's no reason you should shoot your what is it? Seventy, 70 million, yeah, seventy-ish yeah. million player base in the foot. You will lose sales. Yeah. 
But while anyways. I agree with this, I think Nintendo has done weirder stuff. Oh, so also whatever very, is the most likely, very I will bet against it. Um. Yeah, I. It, it's just hard to tell what's likely. Nintendo is not logical a lot of the time. Um. So. True. Um. But at a base level, we just know that rumors are usually BS. So. True. Um, Anyway, on to the final topic of the show. Top three Switch games to celebrate the fourth birthday of the Nintendo Switch. Um, so let's go reverse. So Alex, you go first. All right, top three Switch games. So I am um, thought about it a lot for the three I picked, and I think I'm going to go in reverse order because I really want to talk about the one I want to talk about most last. So, Or at least how I wrote them down, I'm going to do reverse so the first one is Fire Emblem Three Houses. Needs I, no introduction. Yeah, Fair. needs no introduction, and I don't feel like I have to talk a ton about intelligent systems defining game on the Switch. Yeah, I mean it's a big, it's the biggest Fire Emblem game in a long time. So, and not Ever. that long. Awakening was large did well enough to save the series and that was three games ago and on a but, much smaller install base. yeah and it was on the 3ds and towards the beginning of the life cycle i think that was the one that i almost ended up playing <laughs> <laughs> yeah awakening's the one that intelligent systems was like well it's got to either sell well or this is the last game and because of that they were like we're gonna throw in everything doesn't matter if it's a good idea we're gonna add it god if only some franchises did that nowadays <clears throat> pokemon heart <clears throat> gold still so are still the best remakes i disagree no, but they went with that exact philosophy though right just throw everything like the other remake should be doing that um so my next game is and I know it's probably on the other consoles. I don't remember, but it's called Degrees of Separation. It's just oh, a simple, a yeah. It's just a simple little um, puzzle platformer. Yeah, puzzle platformer. But you can work together with another person. So one of you is um, Ember, who's this little fire girl, and one of you is. Uh, Rhyme, who's this ice boy. So you can't touch because your powers counteract each other. But you use that idea to solve the puzzles in the game. Okay. And every world in that game has a uh, sort of different take on how your powers interact. It, it's definitely a good one. I, I highly recommend it. Okay. Alex and I did a playthrough of it on the channel. YouTube.com like, slash Stormwind Games. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> but like, um, so if she's on the water, then the water will be melted and she'll fall to the bottom. But if he's standing on it, it will be frozen. Okay. So it's got some pretty cool mechanics like that. Alright, the last one. Uh... But I don't feel like it's a surprise by this choice anymore since Cooper brought it up uh, that I told him to play it. Is the World Ends With You Final Remix. I generally can't praise that game enough. Um, It's soundtrack, it's gameplay, it's 
character art. development. It's yeah, it's story, it's art. The music is That's but, true. It's and it's got two uh soundtracks with it. It's got the original from the DS and it's got all the song. They got back like all the artists and and had them remaster their songs for the Switch port. Oh, all right then. Good selection. Mayo. Okay. So I've got one first party one. Uh, one that I guess is second party and is exclusive to Switch. And then one that is third party that rather than speaking to the Switch specifically, I think that it speaks to that game's you know, it's it's such a good game that it works on every console that it's on, even if, in my opinion, the Switch is not the best way to play it, I think that it it still earns a mention. So, the the first party one that I think is absent from a lot of people's minds as far as cool stuff the Switch has done is, is Ring Fit. You know, mm-hmm. I... Th- I think that they finally landed. That's what a fitness game should be. That's exactly. That, yeah, it's a, you're exactly right. That is the that should be. That's the new standard. Yeah, for what a fitness game should be. And and if they just if they made a sequel with it and they were like, we changed the the wheel thing and it's a different, uh, you know, handheld piece of workout equipment. If they made one of those like stretchy things from the uh the the like early 2000s and your exercise tapes if they released it with one of those that you could stick the joy cons into i'd be like yeah it works $80 yeah I'm, here I'm, take it yeah i'm ready <laughs> i'm ready to free a demon from the video game character of this weird workout equipment you know <laughs> and admittedly i need to play it more it's it's a very well designed game um and it, it definitely doesn't suffer from you know extra peripheral stupidity that i feel like we fit suffered to an extent but then you know a lot of extra peripherals since the days of the Wii have just suffered terribly from their base game just not being that good and mm-hmm. ring fit broke it um the second party game i guess i you guys can correct me um tetris 99 absolutely I, yeah yeah. I don't and know if technically second party. I looked I it up it... and it said it was published by a specific company, or it was it was made by a specific company, then published by Nintendo only for Switch. Which sounds uh, a lot like how yeah, Pokemon works. <laughs> yeah, it, it specifically says in the boot up that they licensed Tetris ninety nine to Nintendo for it. So okay. or Tetris to. I'd bet third party, it, but it really it, doesn't matter. That's a good selection. It, though. It's Tetris. So I, I feel like its significance is, you know, b- before it, I feel like there was sort of a joke about, oh, well, Battle Royale's the new zombies, right? It's it's the new thing that everyone is going to, you know, just shove into their game, whether or not it fits. That's, you know, usually it doesn't. But I feel like Tetris 99 was sort of a way that the floodgates could open where it's like, okay, yeah, there's battle royales and everything now, but not all of them are shooters. So without Tetris 99, I don't think we would have gotten the Mario 35 thing. I don't think that um, Puyo Puyo Tetris would be as big as it it has ended up being. Um, 
So I, I think that it's it's just a very cool way to adapt the the battle royale thing, and I think that it'll it'll. This is a very bold prediction, but I feel like the um the like arcade game style battle royale is going to outlive the shooter battle royale by at least like three years. Once that fad's gone, people will still be like like Namco be like, here's Galaga Royale or something. And people will eat it up. Yeah, it, it totally works for that. I think it's a great application of it rather than just like Oh, new Halo coming out? I bet it has a battle royale. Yay. New Final Fantasy battle royale? Yeah, exactly. Why? Exactly. Um, and then my final one, and I might hear Grant roll his eyes over the microphone for this one, but I, I think it's valid. Uh, this one speaks to the game's own success. The Binding of Isaac Rebirth slash Afterbirth slash Afterbirth Plus. Afterbirth Plus. Okay. But, it's, um, it's I'm all not rolling them. my eyes. I did consider that at one point. Okay. But I so, don't know. Like, I don't think the Switch is the definitive platform for that game. And it's not, but it still works. Plus, like, Binding of Isaac is like a huge indie series. Now, like, that game has gotten so much success. I kind of put it on the same level. Well, it's less, but on the idea of Stardew, which is why I didn't go with Stardew. That's fair. Yeah, See, like Stardew, and, like Super Meat Boy, too. Like those are just like huge. They just blew up because they're so shovel knight. <laughs> shovel knight, yeah, shovel knight. But it yep. is acceptable. I mean, that is an amazing game. So, and and I do and think I do think that as far as you know, being nicer on the Switch, I think that Hades is probably going to beat it out when it comes out soon, and that's fair because it's a very good roguelike as well. But you know, I... it's already on Switch. It's just the physical version's about to drop. Like it's oh, okay, true. It's already on. Then I'm, I'm sure it's great. I do think that the definitive uh, Binding of Isaac version is the PC. I will, I will stand by that constantly. But I think that what Edmund McMillan and Nicholas has done, it's, it's just, it's going to be a very lastable franchise, and it seems it's one of those very unlikely successful things, in my opinion. Like. If you told someone in the late 90s, okay, about the gaming industry, which do you think will have the more, like, lasting success? Do you think that more people will be playing, I don't know, like, sports games? Because those are kind of not a huge thing currently. I know NCAA can come back and change that. But if you if you ask someone, do you think people care more about, like, Madden? and that it won't be a joke at that point, or this game about religious insanity, fetuses, Satan, and poop. Do, do you, which do you think is going to be the more successful thing that, it, <laughs> that works on a plethora of consoles and is consistent? At, at least it's consistent, you know? I don't think anyone well, would choose the poop game. Well, yeah, but is that because the time wouldn't choose it or is that because you sold it terribly <laughs> your well, sales pitch that's was, what it is your sales pitch was satan poop. fetus poop <laughs> okay if i change the pitch to it's a dungeon crawler type game very reminiscent to the legend of zelda with a lot of cool religious story overtones that talks a lot about you know religious zealotry in america and how that warps people 
that's a better pitch, but I think in the late 90s, early 2000s, people would be like, John Madden, football is going to be the one that lasts. I'd probably oh, wow. say Binding of Isaac. I think Binding of Isaac, <laughs> right, especially with like a lot of the punk group people that were playing. But, wait, hold on. I want to make it clear. I'm not a football fan outside of first. Um, also, I don't uh, think games. football has ever been a big thing. Like, like it's after like the first time that the like John Madden series existed, like for the first year. Like, it's just kind of a thing now. Like, now, it's if never, you like, announce a crazy big deal that you can play football, but what about Mario football? They announced that tomorrow. I'd <laughs> pre. <laughs> You would learn football just for that. Yeah. I mean, it's how I learned baseball. Mushroom circuit curling 2021. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my list. Ring Fit, Binding of Isaac, Tetris 99. All right, Cooper. All right, so uh, Mayo wasn't supposed to take Tetris 99. <laughs> but... I can the on. same game. Get dunked on. Yeah, but... um. Tetris 99 was my first one. It's one I've always really enjoyed. Like how Mayo said, like it change it changes up how battle royales are seen. And yeah, um, you have hours then. Yeah, for real. And like like how Mayo mentioned, like Puyo Puyo Tetris, like one like one or two, both are really great games and they're honestly really enjoyable. Um, wait. What is this supposed to be about? Just oh my top. God. To, oh, <laughs> top. Just, uh, why? Why there are top three? Well, of uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris does a really good job of it's just like really like story and everything. It's pretty laid back and it's honestly just really enjoyable. And then a pretty like I know it's kind of like a it's wild, but um, Hatsunomiku Project Diva Mega Mix. Man. How did I know? Works really... How did I know? <laughs> it works really well for the Nintendo Switch. It's honestly one of my favorite rhythm games, and top of it being one of the few on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, you should have put Taiko no Tatsujin. I guarantee that. Yeah. Better. Oh, true. That's drum also game, a game. Drum game top tier. No yeah. cap. Good game. Nah, Miku Good game. game top tier. <laughs> uh, camera. Look this. They can both be <laughs> top games for the Switch. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I wasn't done. Cooper, did oh, you list wait. Tetris 99 and Puyo Puyo Tetris? Yeah, I did. Why? And Hatsune Miku. And Hatsune. I wasn't done, though. That's three. That's yeah, that's three. But I wasn't done. I didn't get to talk about Hatsune Miku. Project Diva, Mega Mix. It's a rhythm game. Yeah, it's a rhythm, it's a really fun rhythm game, and it honestly is like a really nice one. It's probably one of the best ones on the Nintendo Switch because of how loose it is and having a constant like what forty, bruh. <laughs> oh shoot, that's even better! A constant smooth sixty FPS. Constant oh, smooth wow. 40? Is that right. what you did? Cameron, I'm going to post a meme for all no, of you but... how you all feel about Cooper right now. It does a really good... <laughs> Stop! <laughs> 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 Look, like, how they did it is just really fun, and it's really smooth, and it's just really enjoyable. And honestly, it may, like, 
Subway Dud just makes me really happy that I'm a that I'm a Nintendo a, a fanatic. Now Cameron can go. Okay. You you totally want it to be Among Us One Two Switch and Arms, right? <laughs> Where's um the gun? Fifty One Clubhouse games. I forgot that's a game. What's your actual list? Uh, Octopath Traveler. The art style is amazing. Uh, I will say I've only gotten 30 hours in. uh, But what I played of it is enjoyable. Uh, It has a very unique style um, combat-wise, so that's part of why I picked it up. Uh... Yoshi's Crafter World I really enjoyed Uh, the amiibo costumes are awesome the whole whole aesthetic is just very fitting for Yoshi and then I think Fire Emblem 3 Houses Um, I'm still staying out of the top 10 uh, best-selling games because those don't need any help. Um, but Three Houses, there is a plethora of content, even if you're not going for hundred percent. Like, I'm still only two routes in. Um. Well, okay then. Super quiet all of a sudden. Surprised you didn't talk about <laughs> Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Cameron. Well, that's a Wii U game. Um, well, anyway, um, okay, so I'm going to start off with something that I've changed. I was going to say Ring Crit Adventure, and I still believe it is an amazing game on the Switch. But since Mayo said it, and since Mayo argued for Binding of Isaac on Switch, I'm going to argue for Stardew Valley um, instead. Fair. Since Ring Crit Adventure already got its deserved mention. Um, this the only conversation is exactly the thing I wanted to foster yes. with, the, with the Binding um, of Isaac pick. The um, well, I already did, I tried to pick indie games because I just didn't want Nintendo games because Nintendo games are good. We don't need to talk yeah, about that. We we know they're good mostly, um, mostly <laughs> yeah, ninety percent <laughs> of them. Um, but Stardew Valley is the the only reason it would not be definitive platform on switch is if you prefer playing with mouse and keyboard, which is a totally fair argument. Um, I get that, but otherwise, um, Stardew on the go, Stardew on the go. It's so good. It's a great, it's a great game to be mobile on. You can just play a day. The atmosphere is amazing. The soundtrack is amazing. It is such a feel good game. It's like literally anxiety medication without actually taking pills. It, is so calming and you can just go to another world that there's so much stuff to do. And even if you don't like one of the mechanics, there's like 17 other things to do. So you can totally ignore the parts you don't like and still just have as good of a time. Um, the, de- the developer is hands down the best developer ever. Um, and I just, I have to, su- I have to mention him whenever I can. I have to support that guy. Concerned Ape is an amazing human being. And um, and Stardew Valley is an amazing game. Um, So now my other two games are are indie games that are Switch exclusive. Uh, First, Golf Story. I've mentioned that before. is a 
RPG based on golfing um, and is so much fun. I can't wait for a sports story. That I've, men- I've mentioned that too. I'm so excited for that. Um, the game is so much fun. You literally play golf, and but it's an RPG. There's like a whole story involved, and you do it at these competitions, and you know, like you're trying to like do good for your dad that like passed away, like become an amazing golfer for him, and you go through this whole story, and um, it's super simple golfing mechanics, but super addicting, um, easy to pick up, and overall very enjoyable. Graphics are cute. Um, soundtrack isn't like 10 out of 10 but it's it's fitting for what it is um, and I really think it's good also it's it's just so good I enjoy that a lot um, and my other one is Fast RMX which is a launch title indie game for the Switch um, that has definitely been long forgotten I think um, but it's so good it's basically F-Zero if F-Zero was not F-Zero mm. um, if, if F-Zero you... had games yeah, if F-Zero was still being made. Um, there's mechanics where you switch between the uh, your switcher car color between orange and blue during the race to get speed if you're on a blue track or an orange track. So you have to kind of pay attention to that. It's super fast, um, like F-Zero is. The cars are really cool. The tracks are awesome. The soundtrack is good. The mechanics are solid. Um, it's fun to drive, and adding that color switching thing adds another little layer to it. Um so if you really enjoy F-Zero, that is a great way to get some F-Zero kind of experience on the Switch. And it's definitely long overshadowed now because it was a, it was one of the few launch titles on the Switch. Um, and I got mm-hmm. it once I had been like, I don't know, I would gotten like 50 hours into Breath of the Wild and I kind of wanted a break. So I found Fast RMX and played it a lot. It was like a good... Um, chaser when i was when i needed like a, a couple hour break from breath of the wild i'd go play that it was so good um solid driving mechanics so highly recommend and with that that's going to wrap up our show this week um wait oh wait 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 uh, i kind of want to um bro. change from since change. Mayo did. well yes but uh change. because <laughs> because maybe you can have more than three in your top ten, but you, it doesn't have to be different from everyone. Alex and I both have Fire Emblem. Okay, but I, I like being different. So since Mayo did <laughs> Tetris ninety nine, uh, I'm going to change mine to uh, Dragon Quest. It's honestly probably one of my favorite RPGs of all time. You've also you played like five. You're recommending the mobile port of Dragon Quest on yes. Switch. Yes, I am. No, we're gonna change Cooper's retroactively. He's suggesting Dragon Quest Seven or Eleven S the okay. Switch. Take that. Uh, uh, wait, what? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> but honestly, oh, yeah. just, just any of the Dragon Quest games are just really fun and great to play. Facts. The music, the music's great. One of my favorite, like, just games with sound, game, like games with good soundtracks is are, are my favorite. So yeah, games with good soundtracks is. Y- yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, with that being said, that's going to wrap this episode up for this week. We thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, be sure to comment on how you're celebrating Mario Day and your favorite Switch games in general. Um because we would like to hear from you. Um, 
We upload every Wednesday, 7 a.m. Central Time. Share us with a friend. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube.com, Games. Follow us on Twitter, at All Night Gamers. My tweets are funny, okay? I'm sick of people <laughs> not liking my tweets. I put hey, effort I in those like tweets. Them. You follow Anger me. Tweet. <laughs> I also harass Cameron using the All Night Gamers account. So uh, you should go it's there funny. for harassment if no other reason. Um, so be sure to follow us on there. Uh, we thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.